Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Aloha. I'm Clifford from your Mano Safeway. Can't decide what to eat? Whether it's lunch or dinner, you'll find a perfect meal in the Safeway Deli. Handcrafted sandwiches, fresh sushi prepared by our in-house chefs, signature salads, our famous fried chicken and tenders. Add a side like creamy mashed potatoes or mac and cheese. All fresh and ready to go every day. Stop by this week to get a hot deal on rotisserie chicken, only $5.88 each with in-and coupon. This is Clifford from Manoa Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. Uh, we're gonna unleash hell here in December. Oh mama, I can hear you crying, you're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle! Coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long. said to me, a win is a win, and you better get that sore on your lip checked quick. 
Once again, my name is Brian Anthony Davis, and welcome to the Steelers' final score. Yes, the Pittsburgh Steelers won in ugly fashion, something we're getting accustomed to, but once again, a win is a win. And on the line tonight with me, as always, is my good friend Anthony DeFeo, a man who waited till he was almost 37 to get his driver's license, but he does it in style. <laughs> Anthony, how are you tonight? Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back after the bye. Yeah, it <laughs> it is. It was like, uh, let's say bye, bye, bye to the bye. I'm glad it's over. I know they needed a rest, but we don't need a rest. I know I go crazy on that bye week. I, what did you do during the bye week? How did you spend that week off, Anthony? Uh, I helped my friend build cabinets uh, and hurt my shoulder a little bit. That's, that's, so it wasn't a great bye for me either. So you're on the IR now. So no, I mean me? it was already it was already bothering me from falling a lot. You know, when I run, I do a lot of running, and I I'm clumsy, so I fell a few times, and that's how I heard it this time around. So, anyway, so yeah. So help me out here, Tony. Make yourself look good. You're a champion, and you play through the pain. I do. Here I am on on the uh, post game show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we want to hear. So the Pittsburgh Steelers are now seven and two, heading into Week Eleven. This is a big deal. This is the first time since Mike Tomlin's inaugural year as the Pittsburgh Steelers coach at seven and two, and um, a lot of big things happening. Um, not only are they seven and two, they have erased they've erased six road games. There are only two road games left in this entire year for this team. That is, that's incredible to think that with seven games left, they have five games at home. And this next one's going to be a toughie against the Tennessee Titans, who did not look too tremendous today in a, uh, winning a squeaker themselves over the Cincinnati Bengals, where they had to come back and win that game too. But, uh, you know, the, uh, it's shaping up to really look good. The Steelers, no matter how they're doing it, are currently the number one seed. In the AFC, it's going to, uh, no matter what happens in Denver this evening with uh, Denver and New England, they're going to continue to be the number one seed for another week, and they have to keep that going. So um, there's excitement all around. Tony, you got to tell me, what's your knee-jerk reaction? No matter how pretty or how ugly that game was, what are you feeling right now at this very moment? Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. 
there's a time and a place for black and white. Like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Relief. I mean, they somehow managed to lay an egg and win at the same time. So it, it kind of reminded me a lot of the Chicago game. It was like eerily similar to that. You know, they they were on the road against a, a, a ten point underdog, and, and before you know it, they're behind by two scores. Came back, tied it up at seventeen, and after Boswell missed that field goal late in the game, you just. I just had this, this bad feeling, this sinking feeling that they were going to find a way to lose either at the end of regulation or in overtime. But, I mean, they, they managed they managed to, uh, to to get the win. And, and it's it's a departure from, from their two losses because, you know, they've had a lot of close games, but they usually were in control all the way. You know, and, and like like Detroit and, and Cleveland and Kansas City, whereas today, I mean, they were they were behind by two scores, and I didn't think there, or two touchdowns actually, and I didn't think there was any way they were going to come back, but they they managed to do it. So you have to give them credit. Yeah, you know, I got to tell you, um, shameless plug right here. I uh, write knee jerk reactions, and that goes out uh, almost an hour after the game, and I just throw in what I'm feeling quarter to quarter now. It's um, I, I just write it during the game and. Whatever I'm thinking as that play happens, I just type, and that's exactly what I do. And mid in the third quarter, I'm like, I wrote something down that is actually going to be the way I'm going to symbolize the whole game and how I'm feeling right now is good teams will pull an ugly game out when they're struggling. Let's see what team this is. So I'm going to have to go with the fact that this is a good team because they – Fought for, to the very end. It, it actually, it didn't seem like they were fighting at all. They came alive at the very end, and they pulled this out. They were able to make things happen. And in the fourth fourth quarter, I'm feeling I it, it switched for me. I'm feeling like, yeah, they're going to win this now. But for the first three quarters, I'm thinking, I just don't. It's Chicago all over again. So where they've turned the corner, Tony, for me is the fact that in week three. They're losing this game. In week five, they, this was eerily similar to me to Jacksonville, too. And Jacksonville, even though it, that game was at home, but when you let a team that you should be beating continue to stick around, then they get their confidence, they keep on going, and next thing you know, they're beating into the ground. And they're, they're coming out with a win. And that didn't happen, happen tonight, um, actually today. So I'm feeling much better about the Steelers as going forward. I'm not going to rain on any parades. I know I've done that in the past, and Melvin's going to yell at me if I rain on a parade. But um, I'm just going to say this right now. Sure, there's warts. All good teams have warts. We've seen the Patriots do this time and time again. We don't see the Patriots beat teams down. They find ways to win. This is a good team that played crappy and found a way to win. And, hey, if that's their formula, if this is team turmoil and that's what they do, Tony, then uh, I'm, I'm behind it. I'd rather them make it easier for us so we can breathe easy and not have a cardiologist on standby. Um, 
but, uh, you know, they came through. So uh, with that said, we're going to uh, we're going to welcome callers. Remember, this is your show, my friends. All you have to do is dial 347-850-8581 anytime during the show. Make your voice heard. We want to hear from you. You decide how long the show goes. And uh, we have reason to celebrate tonight because the Steelers are 7-2. and two, And we're celebrating courtesy of our friends at Frank Walker Law. The top criminal defense firm to call in western Pennsylvania and West Virginia and home to one of the nation's top 100-ranked trial attorneys is Frank Walker. For his PA office, call 412-212-3878. Or to reach his West Virginia office, call 304-712-2089. You should also check out his website, frankwalkerlaw.com, to see how you can help, how he can help you in your time of need. Frank Walker Law, real talk, real experience, real results. So when the Steelers were in a time of need, people came up and showed up big like Stefan Tuitt. Like Martavis Bryant, I'll actually say that. Like Ben Roethlisberger, like Ryan Shazier. Um, even at the end, Chris Boswell, who had a horrendous game, came up big in their time of need. So that's a big deal. Um, the Steelers, we're going to hand out game balls in a little bit. But, Tony, what do you say we go to the phones? 732-780. You're on the line with Tony and Brian. It's the Steelers' final score. How are you feeling tonight, my friends? Good evening, gentlemen. Vito Manco, how are you? Vito, our Hall of Fame caller, we're so glad to hear from you. What are you feeling right now, Vito? Well, I mean, definitely happy about the win. When they were down 17-3, to I really didn't think they were going to pull this game off. I guess what was puzzling to me was how they came out in the first possession, and they looked a little flat. They tried to give the ball to Bell twice. He got stuffed. And then again with the deep ball to Bryant, and Bryant didn't even look like he made an attempt to go up and catch that ball, which I'm just surprised. Don't they practice this stuff in practice where a guy like that, as big as he is, should be able to leap over a rookie and make that play or at least knock it away if he can't catch it. Um, what puzzles me the most is is how we look flat in the beginning, coming over the bye when we're well-rested, and how the offensive line just seemed like they were struggling in the beginning against you know a not-so-good team, especially defensively. But we did get the win. Um I think my concern moving forward is that we've been waiting for that game where we blow people out, and we're not getting that. I don't know if we're going to get that. It's, this may be the, the way we are down the stretch. Now, if you remember last year at this time, I think we lost like four games in a row, correct me if I'm wrong, before we started picking up momentum. But uh, I don't remember even blowing people out last year. I think we were pretty close on many of those games, and then I think we had a couple of games near the end where we won by maybe two scores. Uh, the other factor is why do we keep throwing the deep ball to Martavis Bryant? Why aren't we just using him for those short plays that have been working to his advantage? And Todd Haley definitely has to be to blame for that. Uh, last night there was a there was a, a call that they did, and I said I think they're going to go five and three over the next eight games. Uh, most people think they're going to go seven and one. What's your prediction for you guys? I'm just curious to hear you guys out. Well, let me answer your question um, about last year. They were four and five at this point of the season after nine games, um, and then they completely turned it around and went and won seven straight um, to uh, go into the playoffs and won two two more before they uh, they lost in New England. So they reeled off nine straight last year, and yeah, you're right. There were games where where uh, they were winning convincingly in December. 
I think this is a team, I think a Mike Tomlin team is very uh, famous or maybe let's just say notorious for really coming on towards the end of November and all of December. And um, they're coming on a little earlier this time, which is uh, which I think is a pretty good sign. So they're, they're putting it together. But um, as far as things go down the stretch, I actually I could see them uh, – Going five and two at the worst, um, and I'm thinking the Tennessee game is, even though it's at home, I think it's going to be a very tough game. I think that's going to tell most of the story on exactly where they are this season, because um, that's a good team. That's a team that plays a lot like the Steelers. They they pull games out like this, and they did it again today. Um, I see them going ahead and beating them. I don't see them losing to uh, Green Bay. Green Bay just does not look right right now without Aaron Rodgers. I know uh, Hundley had a good good day in the win, and it it was an impressive game for them to and they needed it. Um, Baltimore they can beat. Cincinnati looks demoralized. Um, if I, I I mix those two games up, and then um, you have the New England game after that, and that that's a big one too, and that could go either way. The Houston Texan game. That's another team that, with the, with the loss of Deshaun Watson, they're completely demoralized and they're a completely different team without them. And then you have Cleveland at the end, and we're hoping that game doesn't matter whatsoever. So the two games that I think could be obvious losses are two home games, which would be Tennessee and New England, but you've got to win one of those too. Um, there might be a surprise loss in there too. I mean, Baltimore, that's a home game, but – I mean, that could easily – the way they're playing now, they could lose any one of these games and win the rest. So you just don't know. But, I mean, I think safe to go 5-2 and two down the stretch. Tony, what do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, how their schedule has played out with uh, five of the last seven games at home, I mean, you better win five or six games if you're, if you're a team that everybody's been saying you are. You know the fact that they managed to to get to seven and two at this point is, is pretty remarkable, considering how they've played at, at various points. So, you know, you got that behind you, and now you have five of your last seven at home. Roethlisberger, his his quarterback rating, I think, is twenty five points higher at home than it is on the road, and maybe that's been part of the problem with the offense. Is you have road Ben six out of nine times, and and, and he's just not going to. They don't just they don't perform as well on on offense on the road for whatever reason. And if if you can uh, get that offense rolling and, and maybe put five, there's no reason why you can't win five or six games. You know, maybe you lose to, uh, to um, New England or, like you said, Tennessee, or you throw another surprise in there and, and win one of those other two games. But you have to win five or six games down down the stretch in order to get that at least get a bye. And 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 I actually expect them to win five or six, six games. I don't I don't see them. Going, you know, three and four, four and three. I think five and two, six and one for sure. You know, I think I mentioned team turmoil earlier. I think this is a team that embraces the fact that they're fighting and clawing. Um, for some reason, I I think they're fine with it. And uh, Mike Tomlin came out on the press conference and said, "A win is a win." You mentioned Road Ben. Hey, the only times we're going, to, hopefully, the only time we're going to see Road Ben the rest of the year will be in Cincinnati on December 5th, a Monday night game and on Christmas day. So, uh, so the 5th and the 25th are the only other times we're going to see Ben 
in a white jersey on um, on those primetime, the, the standalone primetime games. And um, that's something that uh, we could talk about there, though, too. We talk about Road Ben, but when you put Ben in primetime, it doesn't matter whether he's home or away, he seems to shine a little bit more. Um, I know he wasn't amazing today, but when it counted, he got the job done. And I really, uh, I'm actually, I'm going to go ahead and give a game ball to him. He's my offensive game ball, Tony. Um, as as far as that goes, um, I want to hear yours. But first, I want to thank Vito. And uh, you know, we're thinking, we're both thinking about five and two or six and one down the stretch. Sounds good. Let's hope it happens. All right, buddy. We will we will talk to you hopefully Thursday night, and if not, uh, the the week after that. So uh, go Steelers and have a great week. Thank you, gentlemen. Take care, Vito. Thanks for what you do. All right, thank you, Vito. Once again, our Hall of Fame caller, just uh, a mainstay, a benchmark on the show, someone that we really look forward to hearing from every week. Uh, Vito from New Jersey, we really appreciate it. And we really appreciate hearing from all of you. You know how to call our show. Be sure you do it. It's 347-850-8581. We want to hear from you. The good, the bad, the ugly, whatever you want to say. We have a lot of things we want to discuss. But, Tony, I am giving my game ball to Ben Roethlisberger today. I mean, obvious stat-wise could be somebody like Juju, but for me, it's Ben because when it came down to it, he showed up at the end, and he led them on the drive, and that looked like the Ben of old, the one we've been crying for. The one, uh, it almost looked like defiant Ben. It's like, all right, I'm taking this game over. And that's the way I felt. Um, Vito mentioned something that I thought was very poignant. I don't think Martavis Bryant at the beginning of this game looked like he was interested. It was same old predictable. They're just giving them the ball in the same situations. I thought, uh, I could have predicted, Tony, at the beginning of the game that in that first drive, and I did. I predicted to my friends, I'm like, they're going up top to Martavis Bryant on this first drive right away. And and they did it. And he uh, didn't go and fight for that ball. He could have fought for that ball. He I mean, Antonio Brown goes up and jumps and tries to get that ball. Um, Martavis Bryant in the situation did not. Then on the run, he looked disinterested also. Um, then something happened. He came alive in the second half of the game, especially the fourth quarter, and was a key cog in that comeback and a key cog in that win. So I'm going to give him credit. I'll give him some honorable mention. But my game ball goes to the gunslinger, the cowboy out there, the uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Tony, what do you think? Oh, well, as far as your game ball, that's, uh, I, I agree with that because he, what, he had 164 yards in the second half after he looked pretty pedestrian in the first half. And uh, that play that he, on to Antonio, the 32-yarder on the, uh, the winning field goal drive, where a guy was pulling him from his jersey, it looked just like the Jacksonville play from 08. I mean, if that's if you want to look for a good omen for the end of the season, I mean, it was it was perfect. Uh, how, how, it was like vintage Ben. He, he moved around in the pocket. They were it looked like they were about to sack him and take him out of field goal range, or or, or totally ruin the drive, I should say. And he he found Antonio, who who made a great play in his own right by by taking the ball and, uh, and and going 32 yards to set up the winning score. And uh, as far as my game ball, and I guess callers usually say in this situation, you stole my thunder. But you kind of stole my thunder with not Ben, but with Martavis, because 
I thought he looked kind of, like you said, disinterested in the first half. He didn't fight for the ball in the interception. But, I mean, he, he made the uh, he made some plays in the second half. He, he came up with the two-point conversion, and he came up with that big play on third and four on the field goal drive with what, about two minutes left, a minute and a half left. They got him up to midfield. I think it was a 22-yard gain or something like that. And it, it just goes to show you that if you, if you get him – the ball in some key situations, maybe you can keep him happy because he's not always going to be able to get the deep ball. I mean, he's proven that this year. He hasn't had one since the Vikings game. So yeah, my game ball, maybe it's, maybe it's just not really a game ball, but I, I feel good about giving it to him just for the simple fact of the, the backstory of him getting deactivated, all the Twitter stuff and him wanting, supposedly wanting a trade and for him to come through with a few, Big plays today at the, down the stretch. I think that was big for him, and for for going to be big for the offense down the stretch moving forward. So my knee jerk reaction with Martavis was this: I wrote this after the game. He needed this. He needed to come alive in that second half, and he did on another play too. That he had another catch that that he showed a burst and he went out of bounds on. And uh, he just looked really – he really looked like he was back in that second half. And the Steelers, they tried to do it on that first play. They showed – they tried to prove to him you're a part of the game plan. And he did not pull it in. And actually, Pierre Desaire pulled it down. I guess he was more interested and had the interception. But um, as far as everything goes, he needs to realize now that they need him and they know they need him, and uh, if he puts in performances like that, he's going to keep on getting the ball and get, getting opportunities. That's what they want from him. Um, we, we haven't seen him pull in that, that deep ball yet, but like Vito said, we're not as concerned with the deep ball with him. We need those, uh, those 10- and 15-yard splashes from him, and that's exactly what he did, and – I really I give him credit for that. So, you know, he needs to keep his head up. I, what is his final? St- what was his final stat line for the day? I don't have that in front of me. Um, but uh, as far as everything goes, I thought he uh, when he pulled in about three or four balls on about on about five. Tar- I mean, I only think he missed one target, um, but he did look pretty good today. So. We're going to give props to uh, Martavis Bryant there. Tony, I want to hear your defensive game ball, so I'm going to let, let you uh, stew on that a little bit. But we're going to go to the phones in the meantime. We're going to go to – this is another one of our usual callers, 832-256. You're on with Brian and Tony. It's the Steelers' final score. Hello. What's up, Brian and Tony? It's Melvin calling from Dallas now instead of Orlando, <laughs> you're Florida. Back in, you're back in Big D, Melvin. Oh, it's a great day. The Cowboys got their butts handed to them, so I've already been in the bar glow. And uh, me and my girlfriend, because she's a Saints fan, so it's black and gold 72 in this ride. <laughs> <laughs> Melvin, I'm telling you, I'm partying with you someday. I've, I, I got to go out and hang out with Melvin for one of these Steeler games. We've got to make that next time you're coming through Pennsylvania, Maryland, you let me know. We're going we're gonna to go and gloat together. How about that? Definitely we'll do it. Um, where do I start? Um, I love my second-half defense. 
I love my second half D line. I don't know if that hot chip that to it and everybody was eating in the locker room doing a hot chip hot chip challenge. I don't know if that made them not want to play in the first half. Um, offense, I I I I just don't know, guys. Um, I really don't like Martavius doing any kind of reverses. Martavius is a one cut receiver. He he he's slant and go. He's a go route. He can run it out. If he has to tap, tap, tap his feet, it's a wrap. That kid has to have plant and go. I would much rather have uh, Ayers running uh, bubble screens. I'd rather have Ayers running uh, reverses. Um, I didn't realize Le'Veon was that slow. I didn't realize Le'Veon was was not able to get the corner on people because there were a couple of times – he bounced outside, and I thought it was the right read, but he didn't have enough speed to turn the corner. Um, I really do wish Connor would get at least a minimum five carries a game. Call it spare, uh, spelling bell. Call it whatever you want to call it. I would so much rather him at least get five carries a game. <clears throat> I was scared to death for this game, not for losing, but I was scared to death injury-wise. Uh, losing Joe Hayden. Uh, I saw maybe three weeks with a slightly fractured fibula. Uh, I mean, that hurts. Mike Mitchell being out, well, I really haven't said too much about Mike Mitchell, but to me, Mike Mitchell is the 2016-2017 version of Ryan Clark. He just wants to make a big hit. He's not going to cover anyone. He wants to put a crosshair on somebody and make a big hit, and we don't need that in today's NFL. We, we really don't. Especially if you're a single high safety, that uh, when when Artie got burned, true enough, he fell for the for the double move. But if you really look at that, Mike Mitchell was not backpedaling; he was slowly walking backwards, trying to diagnose the play. And there's no way he's gonna get over there. There's no way he's gonna get over there. So, you know, I you know Mike Mitchell being out, I hope Robert Golden does well. I think Sean Davis plays a good game. And I'm glad to see Sensabaugh step up after the fact when Joe Hayden went down. Uh, Mike Hilton, I, I can't say nothing else about the guy. The guy, I mean, if you ever want to look up the definition of you've got one shot to make it, that's the guy. If it wasn't for preseason, Mike Hilton is bagging groceries. So love him. Offensive line, we're not making any holes uh, for uh, Le'Veon now. You know, the NFL always catches up. Defenses always catch up with offenses. I don't know if it's because of Le'Veon's patience, because if you notice, a lot of his tackles come from the backside that track him down while he's being patient trying to hit the hole. And my Hall of Fame quarterback, Ben, yes, Martavis could have fought for the ball. I agree 100%. However, when you want a go-round, I seem to remember the great quarterbacks put the ball between the receiver and the sideline. That way, either the receiver is going to catch it or the ball is going to fall out of bounds. I, I, just, I still don't get it. I need, I need that bend. I need that two minutes to go, score tied, down by two. We got to go 80 yards to get a field goal or a touchdown. I need that bend. Ben's best drive of the game, in my opinion, was the last one. Uh, you touched on Martavis Bryant. Like I said, I'm glad Martavis 
did get some touches because, and that's the thing with Juju. With success breeds nothing but confidence. And I'm glad to see that Martavis Bryant did get a couple of key catches and maybe that will bring his confidence up. But my game ball goes to the second half D-line because I know Cam bull rushed a couple of times, bull rushed the offensive lineman into the back of, of Brissett and was knocking him all over the place. So what uh, I – the last few games uh, – New England scares me, quite frankly, because Baltimore knows us so well. If if the offense wants to continue to play this bad, I'm going to be honest. Baltimore scares me. Cincinnati scares me. Because we're not scoring points. you got to score to win. Now, our defense, our defense is locked down solid. But you know just well as I do. At some point, if you keep banging on a wall, Sooner or later, it's going to give up. Some, sometimes it's going to give out. And I would really hate for us, like today, we had every chance in the world to put that game away in the third and fourth quarter because when we got that interception and we scored, I talked to my buddy. I was like, well, maybe the Colts will fold up and lay down because they figured they gave it their best shot because everybody's going to play their best against the Steelers. I figured they were going to get their best shot. And when they gave their best shot and it wasn't good enough, I was like, okay, they're going to lay down. And that's when we started sacking, sacking, you know, getting the ball back. And then our offense sputters. So I'm like you guys. I think we might have two losses coming uh, during this stretch. I don't know which two. But, you know, New England, I think we'll be up for New England just because it's New England. And that may very that game may very well decide who gets home field advantage. But uh, once again, I appreciate you guys. I'll listen in. Don't hang up on me because I'm driving, so I can listen to the to the follow up. Love you guys. Love what you guys do. And I'm ready to hear my boy from Brooklyn. All right, I'm out. Connect with others who work for themselves. Connect with like minds, new ideas, and fellow creators. Connect with innovators, industry experts, mentors, and potential partners. Connect with risk takers, connect with opportunity and new possibilities. Connect with your inner leader, explorer, or inventor. Connect with what your business needs to succeed at QuickBooks Connect. Join us November 6th at the San Jose Convention Center. QuickBooks Connect, backing your path to success. Register now at QuickBooksConnect.com. Oh, you know hey, you're coming up. <laughs> All right. Well, I am definitely putting him on hold there so he can hear the rest of it. Uh, gotta love Melvin. I mean, boy, he hit on a lot of topics. I don't even know where to go. Um, but I, I'll start with this. I agree with everything he's saying. Um, it's uh, usually I, I'm used to Melvin saying, "Hey, just sit back and enjoy the win." But he's starting to think about the future, and he's worried about the future of this team because they're bending. But when are they going to break? And I just think a part of them being team turmoil and the Steelers being a team that's embracing this kind of play, I don't know. Maybe they don't break. Um, I will tell you this about the defense. The defense, He was absolutely right when he gave a defensive game ball to that, that uh, second-half D line. There was a point, Tony, when I saw them on the bench after they gave up um, they gave up uh, a big play, and they were all together, all four of them. Um, I'm talking, uh, you know, to it, Hargrave, 
Alulu and uh, Hayward, and they were all they looked like the steel curtain. They're talking to each other, just all together on the bench, and talking and stewing, but planning. And they really put it together. And uh, I, I think they take a lot of pride in being the heartbeat of that team, that uh, defensive line, which hasn't been like that in the future. And they they may bend, but they're not going to allow things to break. This is a team now that the defense, over the, the last four games, the four-game winning streak, has let an average of 14.8 points on the board. So the defense still doing their job. Now, Melvin touched on a few things. He touched on Cody Sensabaugh. Yeah, Cody Sensabaugh, Tony. He came up pretty big after uh, after coming in cold. I mean, at first we're like, oh, no, Hayden's gone. It's falling apart. But uh, Sensabaugh started to figure things out. And I made a comment earlier in the game that, uh, especially because the, the Colts lost some defensive backs this week. They had some defensive backs go down. Um, mainly Vontae Davis went down to the point where he's not even on the team anymore. But I said I made this comment as soon as Desir made that, that uh, interception and Hayden went down, I'm like, why is it that when a Steeler defensive back goes down, the guy that comes in just gets picked on and gets destroyed, but when an opponent's defensive back goes down, they come in and they get an interception and they shut things down and we can't pray on what we think is a weak sub, sub, excuse me, substitution. It just doesn't happen. Um, so it turned out today that uh, Cody Sensabaugh started out down that road but really started to uh, beef things up. What do you think about uh, the secondary going forward, Tony? Well, there's no discounting the, the loss of Hayden. I mean, I mean, we've been talking about him for all season, about how he's the glue and how it's such a ma- uh, uh, marvelous addition and and a genius pickup right before the start of the season. So there's no, there's no uh, discounting the loss, but I mean, you, you go out and you sign a veteran like, like Sensabaugh who, you know, granted he was cut by a couple different teams, but you know, you brought him in for depth and, 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 and today we got to see, you know, some quality play from him, you know, when he had to come in cold for Hayden and hopefully he'll be able to step up for the next couple of weeks and, and he's not um, out for uh, Hayden. I'm talking about it's not out for very long. As far as the secretary today, I mean, uh, Artie's already, you know, he, he, he's still a work. He's, I think he's, he's going to be great, but he's still a work in, pro, uh, uh, work in progress. He, uh, he'd been on that uh, double move and, and that, you know, he's known for his aggressiveness and, you know, uh, the second big cut. I don't know who was responsible for the, uh, for the, the, to try to make this tackles, but I mean, it, it, the guy was wide open. Uh, it was at Chester Rogers, and and they had two guys down there uh, trying to make a tackle, and they both missed. And I'm, I don't necessarily agree with uh, Melvin as far as Mike Mitchell. I think Mike Mitchell's a, a, a an above average safety. So him being out for any length of time, that's gonna that's gonna uh, hinder hinder the, uh, the secondary. So you have to hope that Robert Golden and JJ Wilcox can, uh, can step up. So. Uh, I'm a little I'm a little worried about the secondary because I think CBS flashed a, uh, a stat in the second half after the Rodgers touchdown that they've given up eight pass plays of 25 yards or more over the last two games. So it's going to be something to look, to, to look at uh, over the next couple of weeks, starting this Thursday against Tennessee. Well, you know, Tony, I'm not a big Mike Mitchell fan. I've I've talked about him over the years, but I've given given him credit 
where credit's due. But one thing that I think Mike Mitchell does for this team, um, where his absence will be felt, and uh, Melvin was saying you don't need that guy to come in just looking for the big hit. But here's let's, let's look at the other side of it. The receivers, when he's back there, are wary of that big hit. They they know it's coming if they know he's looming, and that uh, that sometimes causes drops. That that causes uh, just uh, roots to not be be uh, complete. Um, it causes them to be tentative. So um, I, I think he has a lot of worth in there. But you know, Rob Golden's a guy who started last year. Um, he's a guy who who knows how to play in the system. And, you know, you have another guy in J.J. Wilcox that could come in. Um, he could come and lay a lick on you. Um, his hit reel um, when he came over was just something very exciting. But he's going he's gonna to be aggressive back there, and he's going to be feared back there. So, I mean, I don't think that uh, this is uh, – I think this defense, defensive secondary has a lot more depth than they had in the past. And if we're looking at anywhere – for three to six weeks with uh, Joe Hayden. Uh, we're looking at uh, – there's guys in there that are going to be able to hold down the fort, um, but we'll get him back right at the right time. Um, you know, if you look at it, if it's six weeks, you're getting him back uh, right around the New England game possibly. Um, and you're getting him back uh, New England game and hopefully resting the next – the not the next week, but uh, resting around Christmas, not uh, having too much action on Christmas and uh, on New Year's Eve, no action at all. So uh, hopefully you're getting a guy back like that. Um, but they have guys that definitely can hold it down, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. We're going to uh, talk to Tony about his defensive game balls right after this message from Frank Walker Law. Smart or stupid? Those strobing lights in your rear view? That flashlight shining in your face? License, registration, and insurance, please. The little adventure you're about to have with this guy? Uh, I'll need you to step out of the vehicle, please. Okay, so you've done something stupid. Fix it with a smart move. For DUI or criminal defense, call Frank Walker of FrankWalkerLaw.com. He knows his way around a courtroom. 412-532-6805. 412-532-6805 or FrankWalkerLaw.com. Frank Walker Law, real talk, real experience, real results. Steeler Final Score brought to you also by BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Steeler needs. You check out Behind the Steel Curtain. There's all kinds of great stuff on there. I mean, up-to-the-minute news. Uh, Joe Hayden's injury and Joe Hayden's status was was updated first on Behind the Steel Curtain. Um, Editor Jeff Hartman, he stays on top of stuff 24-7, so you know you're going to get your Steeler news right away. You're going to get some great commentary. You're going to get some fun commentary, like the one we had this week. Um, with one of our writers, I'm not going to mention his name, but it rhymes with Shanthony Shafeo when he talked about when he talked about uh, um, his driver driving um, debacles um, compared comparing himself to Juju Smith-Schuster. A great read, I, Tony. I got to give you props. I laughed out loud when I read that article. Um, I have oh, lots you. of questions for you after that article, <laughs> but it mm-hmm. was a great read. So good job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Glad I can make so, you laugh and and worried at the same time. <laughs> I, I'm just glad we're we're living in different states right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I work in that area sometimes, so I got to find out exactly when you're on the road. And uh, but uh, if I'm being completely transparent, I'm not that much better. My wife and my best friend for years will t- will say that I'm the worst driver that they ever know. So maybe we need to have uh, a drive off instead of a dance off in the in the near future. But uh, Tony, go ahead. Your game balls on defense. Who did you think well, stepped up? Well, you can you can go in a lot of different directions, but I'm going to go with uh, Bud Dupree this week because he had uh, a sack and uh, three tackles for loss. And I think he played his best game of, of the season. He, he played pretty good a couple weeks ago against uh, Cincinnati, too, I think. I don't understand, you know, I've been hearing a lot lately about how he's been sort of a disappointment and they need, need him to, to reach a new uh, level. But I think he's been pretty good this year, and I think he played really great today. And I don't think T.J. Watt necessarily had a good game. He, he seemed to be out of position a couple of times, and he had a, a, a pretty hard time with, with Indianapolis' left tackle. So, yeah, I thought, you know, obviously, you know, two at Hayward was a beast again and Shazier, but I, I'm just going to give mine to, uh, to Bud Dupree. I think he had a really great game, and I think he came up with a, a, a big sack at the end in, in the second half. You know what? I, I like that pick. I, uh, I thought Bud did have a good game. I don't see Bud to be the disappointment that everybody else is seeing him as. You know, here's the thing. JJ, uh, T.J. Watt, had probably one of his worst games as a Steeler. Um, he just did not look good today, especially against a guy like Anthony Costanzo, which I really thought that he'd be able to take advantage of because in pass coverage, that's a guy that it does struggle. Um, so I really thought uh, I really thought uh, TJ would be able to manhandle him today. But uh, you know, guys like Bud Dupree are getting overshadowed by uh, the emergence of a guy like T.J. Watt. So I'm wondering if that's a part of the perception. But, I mean, I thought Bud um, has been playing better as of late and is really coming into his own. So, uh, you know, remember he was hurt at the beginning of the season, the first game of the season, and then really, really uh, started to struggle. But he's really been coming on as of late. So, you know, I'll applaud your game ball to Bud. I'm going to give a double game ball to – the old shake and bake Shazier and Williams. I thought those guys uh, were on it again today. I thought Williams looked very fierce. Shazier missed some tackles at the beginning, but when it came down, that was one of the craziest um, athletic, beautiful interceptions I've ever seen. I, uh, I had to play it back a few times just to watch, uh, just to watch that thing. That, that was pretty. And that really, uh, that really got them fired up to the point where telling the off- offense, all right, you need to finish this off now. Um, we're we're going to give you everything we can. Come on, give us something. And they did. They they came through. So uh, I do like your game ball. I'll go ahead and keep it uh, with linebackers. And uh, it seems like we covered the entire linebacker core. We, uh, we uh, gave JV status to TJ, and uh, we're giving game balls to the other three. So with that being said, let's go back to the phones, Tony. Um, 347-605, you are on the line. Hello, and welcome to the final score. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? What's up, Ken from Jersey? How you doing? Hey, good to hear you, my friend. What do you think? You feeling good in Jersey tonight? Uh, <laughs> what is that? You feeling good in Jersey tonight? Yeah, I'm, I'm, 
You know, it's, it's like uh, every every win is like a yeah, but you know, I'm, I'm trying not to be that guy, you know. But uh, so I am we feeling good. Um, <laughs> We're Steelers fans. Yeah, I know. It's, that's that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's Steelers mentality. Right, right. You know, so I I am feeling good. I'm so the main thing. This is a game earlier in the season. Uh, the Steelers absolutely would have lost. So that's one thing. Um, I do think that this is a, a springboard for the offense. And I think they can, the way they ended this game, you know, they didn't score a bunch of field goals early and then just kind of eke out a win and the defense hold them off. They had to come back and Ben had to just, all right, just take over. And the run wasn't working. It's the second half of the season. The, the whole script of Bell, the offense goes through Bell, none of that's working. So Ben had to just take over. I was glad to see the pistol formation back out because that's they're starting. To, you know, when they do that, they just offer a different look. Um, so there's there's a couple things, and you know, a couple things, man. I just hope that that they they'll do it, that they'll make the changes. First of all, they need to incorporate James Conner more. Um, I heard Melvin saying saying that a little bit, but they they really need to incorporate it more. You got to give the defense a different look. Um, they run Bell out of maybe like four different runs. You see the shotgun draw, shotgun counter. Um, there's a, a maybe a two or three tight end formation counter, and there's just a single back formation where he just you know picks a hole. I mean it's not very diverse. So uh, James Conner just offers something different, more of a burst. Um, he ran one of those same plays that uh, Bell ran and got 12 yards. So, not to say he's going to do that every play, but you, you got to mix it up more. You have to. Most other teams mix up their, their looks more. Um, I do want to give kudos to Ben for not forcing the ball to A.B. like crazy, especially on third downs, and especially when they started off not doing very well on third downs. They didn't, I think they had like one third down conversion in the first half or something crazy like that. But he didn't just force it down his throat. And um, I felt like he went through his progressions a little bit better, and that's why you saw Juju get get some love. You saw um, Martavis get some love. And at the end, A.B. will show up, and he will do what he has to do. So um, that's my initial thoughts on the offense. What, what do you guys think? You know, A.B. definitely showed up at the end. And that that play at the end between him and Ben I thought was absolutely majestic. Um, I really think that the offense, uh, I agree with you. I think the offense, uh, when you say springboard, I think it, that was a nice turning point because they're like, it was almost Ben was like enough is enough. It's uh, it's time. This is our drive. We've we got to do it now. And they did it. And I think things are going to start to come together in that second half. We talked about Martavis earlier, um, getting involved in the game plan and uh, seeing that uh, – that uh, this is his role, and this is what he does well, and that he's he is needed. And A B is gonna, I mean, he's gonna come up big. When he great players could struggle all game long, but come up big and slit your throat when they need to, and that's exactly what A B did on that play. I mean, I was uh, I was really wanting him to get to the end zone just because of, of how beautiful that play was. But there was no point, Ken, in that entire drive that I was nervous. 
I mean, for some reason, just the way they started it out, the way Ben um, was carrying himself, especially after he he hit Mark Davis, I'm thinking, you know what, this is uh, this is something we haven't seen, and this is something we've been asking for, and I felt pretty good about it. Um, as far as James Conner, I listen to a lot of Pittsburgh radio, even though I I do live in Maryland, um, because of. Uh, because of iHeartRadio, I get to listen to a lot of a lot of Pittsburgh radio, and they've been talking about why James Conner does not get used as much as uh, you would think he would. Because we see a lot of we see him come on, and we see him eight to ten to twelve yards at a clip, and we're like, this guy has such a great burst, and why isn't he out there more? But there's two reasons. One is is you have Le'Veon Bell. And um, even though he does need to rest, they do. I agree with you. They do need to switch it up. But the big thing is they're not completely thrilled with his blocking ability and missing blocks, and uh, and especially on passes. And that's what the buzz out of Pittsburgh is. Um, they're uh, they're not abandoning him completely, but I think they want that to improve. But I still think they need to mix them in more. So I agree with you on that. But that's probably the reason why. Tony, are you hearing the same thing? Oh yeah. As far as Connor with the the blitz pickup is the main reason why he's not he's not getting more carries. And and, and obviously you have Le'Veon Bell, who has always got, received the the like ninety nine percent of the carries dating back to twenty fourteen twenty thirteen. And I'm trying to reason why Legarrette Blunt no longer here. Because he, he was fed up with it, and he, and, he, and, he, and he walked off the field early against Tennessee, and he cut him. So, you know, once and, and you know, D'Angelo Williams didn't get many carries that when, when he was when, when Bell was either not suspended or, health, or when he was healthy. So yeah, you're not he's not going to get any anyway, and especially if he's not picking up the blitz. But to 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 your point, to Ken's point, and, and even Melvin mentioned it. Uh, my friend and I were watching a game today, and my friend remarked many times, you know, Bell should be beating. You know, he had a lot, a lot of opportunities to beat guys one on one around the corner, and he just wasn't doing it. He was, you know, they you know, leg tackles and, 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 and toe tackles, and just it just it, it shouldn't be happening. And, and, and I don't know if he's if he's trying to just be too cute and and and, and, and dancing and, and, and looking and just too patient, and if he should just be hitting it around the corner like like Connor does. And and, and yeah, so yeah, um, definitely know why Connor's not getting uh, more carries, but it, there's no question that Bell isn't isn't um, performing up to, up to his his usual standards when when he's uh, going around the end and he's got one guy to beat. Well, you know what? Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's good, Ken. That I was just saying, like, you know, it's 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 a little bit it's a little bit of that, but I don't know, I don't fully buy that. I mean, yes, Bell. Um, Connor gave up that one sack um, in week whatever, like maybe against Jacksonville. But, you know, Bell fumbled last game. You know, so, I mean, I'm not buying that because, like you said, um, Tony, um, when D'Angelo Williams was here, D'Angelo Williams was, was great at uh, blocking, you know, and he wouldn't see the field when Bell was healthy. So it's, it's just the way they do business. And the whole league is probably caught up a little bit more, like especially teams who haven't played the Steelers as much. Even though we played the Colts for four straight years now, they've caught up to that style. So you've got to give defenses a different look. 
just to put something else on tape and wear them out even more. So when Bell does come back in and it's just the off and on of the slower patient versus the guy who just comes at you, they don't know what to expect. You get them on their heels. That's just that's part. That's something that you don't have to game plan for, but it also adds an extra wrinkle. That's something else that they have to think about. And in a split second decision, Bell can use his magic and be a little bit more effective. So it's a little bit addition by subtraction. And you know we, we can't just rely on this this kind of feast or famine offense. You know, so that's my issue that that I'm that I'm having with that. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the defense too. Um, and you were talking about Bud Dupree, and um, the thing with Bud Dupree is, like, he overruns a lot of opportunities. He doesn't have a nose for the quarterback. He's just, like, very athletic, and he, he can beat people, but he does, some, some guys just have a nose. They rush under control, and, this you know, that's not him. So he'll overrun something and then come back and then get a sack five seconds later, you know, but – that's the thing with him. He did play a good game, but I, I don't, you know, I'm not sure that we're going to get more than what we're getting here because he just doesn't have a nose. Like, Von Miller just has a nose for the quarterback. James Harrison has a nose for the quarterback. Um, and I, you know, as far as Joe Hayden, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it, I think it was on um, this website saying about uh, three weeks now. So hopefully, you know, that's, that's what it is. And you guys are absolutely right about the defensive line, second half. Oh man, they were just taking them boys to school. So we needed that. I agree with you. Well, you know, we've got a, a short week, um, and so do the Titans. So we'll see what happens on Thursday. But uh, it's team turmoil. I'm telling you, they uh, they embrace the drama for some reason, <laughs> <Absolutely>. and uh, <laughs> they're showing up at the end. And and like I said, we're gonna take it. So, Ken, I appreciate everything, and we'll talk to you. Uh, we're going to be around Thursday night after the game. Uh, we might be uh, yawning, but we will be there, my friend. All right, guys. Take care. Talk to you Thursday. See you, Ken. Right, thanks, Ken. Ken from Jersey, good caller. Really appreciate all of his insight. Um, you know, one thing that I will say about, uh, you know, getting back to the, the James Conner thing, um, I agree with Ken. I know, you know, I can speak for you, Tony. I know you agree with him, with Ken. Everybody wants to see more James Conner, just like we wanted to see more D'Angelo Williams, um, just like we wanted to see more LeGarrette Blunt just to mix things up. We, we wanted to see that happen. But it goes down to that four-letter word, and it's Todd. It's Todd Haley, and we haven't brought him up yet. I thought, uh, you know, I don't want to pile on. Everyone else does it, but... I, I thought the game plan was very unimaginative, and we always talk about playing down to your competition, and it seems like the Steelers are doing that. Um, and it feels like they did that once again today, but sometimes I'm feeling with the offensive game plan that they're coaching down to their competition too, and I just don't get it. I mean, are you feeling that same way about Todd? Because I don't want to be one that just jumps on him all the time, um, but – it seems warranted today. It just it just seemed unimaginative until the end. Yeah, to me, from, from my money, there were far too many horizontal horizontal plays rather than vertical. Even on even on the uh, the, the, the game winning field goal drive, I think there was a, one play in which I think it was Bell 
was uh, was tackled for a seven yard loss on like a, a a sweet play to the right and and situations like that you have to be hitting it up hitting it up in there and and trying to go vertical to get down the field as quickly as possible and and the reason why I think you're hearing more people being vocal about wanting James Conner in there this year as opposed to Williams and and, and Blunt in the past is because Bell just just isn't his a great year for him unlike previous years I mean. He averaged like 3.1 care, uh, yards per carry today. He had 76 yards against the, the, the Lions. It just isn't, you know, whether it's him or the offensive line or what, he's just not performing up to his usual standards where he can just take over a game and the and the offense can, can flow through him for, for the entire game. And I think that's why you're, you're hearing more, more people being vocal about wanting James Conner in there because when he goes in there and he gets the occasional carry – like 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 Ken mentioned, and like uh, I think Melvin mentioned, he he, he rattles up 11, 12, 13 yard uh, games. So th- I think that's why you're hearing more people want Connor in there and want want that change of pace because Bell is just not. He just, just doesn't seem to have that the burst that he had in the past. Not that he was ever a breakaway threat per se, even before the injuries, but he just doesn't seem like he's having his his usual blue chip year. Well, you know, I want to see him more, but I don't want to see, uh, and of course this is a given, I don't want to see uh, him because we have to see him because Bell goes down, but I, I'd like to see him, you know, one, to change up the pace, and two, to uh, limit some carries, maybe give him more of a rest, worry about the, the wear and tear, but the beginning of this game, and we're going to get to the next caller uh, in just a second, but the beginning of this game, they went completely away from the run. It felt it felt like uh, they were trying to go ver- uh, they're trying to go down the field, and you know prove it to Martavis that he's a deep threat. And everybody knew that was going to happen. That was it wasn't a shock. It's it's almost like we could probably play a game, and uh, you know script Todd pa- Todd Haley's uh, first ten plays, and probably probably hit about seventy percent of them. It is to the point where it's so predictable, and it's if we're figuring it out and we're knowing what's going to happen, and we're not surprised when it does at the beginning of the game, then that's how other teams are. Uh, bad teams are getting momentum on them. They're picking the ball off like Pierre Desir did. They're uh, they're we're letting them stay in, and a lot of that is the reason because the offense is doing absolutely nothing when they have the talent. I just don't know if it's the direction. I don't know if it's the game plan, but that's yeah. just uh, that's just me. But I'm still happy for the win. So uh, let's go ahead six seven eight. I think I know who this is. Welcome to the Steeler final score. You're on with Tony and Brian. Hey guys. Hey. Hey man. With Tony and Brian. Hey. Hey. Sorry, Brian. Brian, Tony, Tuffin. Trying to find that uh, without your reading glasses. Trying to find that damn uh, speakerphone button. But uh, here's the, you know, I want to espouse on a lot of things that people have already said. It seems like people copied my little cheat sheet of notes I wrote down. But um, first off, the D line has got to get the game balls. Um, I just got to, I mean, they were just dominant, and they were a uh, number of times they were just in there almost too fast. Um, you know, you just. Uh, comment on what you just said a minute ago. It's funny because I've been around a lot of young students and stuff. And about Haley, I've often thought this. I've met a lot of students before that 
are brilliant. I mean, they can take a lot of the tough AP courses, the honor classes, and then they have these classes where they don't either respect the subject or the teacher, and they'll be pulling down, you know, like 70s in these classes or C, C work. So it's almost a situation where I think that uh, Haley, it almost seems like he, he coaches down, has a game plan downward for the competition, just like these students do. Um, in the greatest game, they can pull out some amazing work, or likewise, these students can put out some amazing work with uh, the tough courses. But back to uh, football, because that's what the whole subject is tonight. Um, you know, the defense, uh, I, I remember I had a couple, on a, on a couple only a couple years of uh, high school football, but he had two guys on the outside on the defense who, after about midway in the season, I remember the coaches uh you know, very limited. We're talking 20 years ago in the old VCR days, but showing everybody sitting in these rooms, showing these guys consistently blowing in the backfield seven yards and not even setting themselves. I think some coaches need, and I, I harp on this almost every time I talk to you guys, the coaches need to bring these guys in and say, hey, we will take a three-yard loss. If you can rush in there and square yourselves and, and tackle these guys instead of just blowing through, tapping the running back's leg, allowing him to run another way and, and, and squiggle out of a, maybe a three, four-yard game you should have nailed him behind the line. Um, but that's a, that's a common theme with that. It's almost like we have too good athletes on the defensive line because you watch the games on Sunday, and uh, I, I, I'd, I'd put money down that the Steelers have more guys rushing into the opponent's backfield uh, per game than any other team. These guys consistently beat their blocks but they are just whiffing. They're almost they're too fast to get, you know, a seven-yard loss. They're not content with squaring up and nailing the guy for a three-yard loss or, or no gain. Um, so, so that's something I noticed. One other thing about coaches, you know, Bell's got to have some old footage of his last couple seasons because the problem with his passes uh, out of the backfield is that his watch his head. Look at his head if you guys watch some tape this week. His head is looking at the guys around the field, and he's not focusing on that guy in front. When he's played before, when he first, uh, you know, had a lot of success and recognition, he would always look at the man right in front of him, juke him out, use his head, use his head as a decoy, move one way, shift himself. But you notice right now he's not. He just stands and gets the ball. He's almost focused on five guys behind that guy in front of him, and therefore that's the guy in front of him. Of course, is focusing on Bell brings him right down. I mean, it's. To me, it's pretty evident what's wrong with Bell with his pass catching this season. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed that or not, but my last point to end, uh, end the comments tonight is that nobody yet, as, as far as I've heard, talks about the uh, officiating. And that's uh-huh. all about gang tack or uh, about stop the, or, you know, the, the stop the motion and the fumble. Oh, that was pathetic. It was. But, you know, it doesn't even make sense as officials. I mean, do they even know what they're saying? Because... It, just think of the definition of it. It's a one-on-one. It's not a gang tackle. If it's a gang tackle, then you can say this motion was stopped. There's one guy, and he simultaneously hit the ball at the same time. How could the motion be stopped? It doesn't even make sense. The explanation doesn't even make sense. Yeah, but we should know it's indie, so we're always due for one of those, I guess. I, just gotta, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for the fall mile, fake interception, uh, or the fall interception. But, oh, well. Oh, hey, enjoy this Morelli, again, yep. <laughs> Yep, yep, but that's that's what I have. Get off my chest, and there we go. Let's let's take care of business on uh, Thursday in a in a convincing fashion. It'd be very very appreciated out here in Steeler Nation. 
Well, well, thank you so much for calling in. You know, I I uh, appreciate that, and we will see you Thursday night. Go Steelers, my friend. You got it. Take care. You know what? You know, some really good points. I really liked uh, the beginning of the call with talking about the respect um, for Todd Haley and Todd Haley's respect for the uh, for the other uh, for the other team. And uh, you know, that was sort of a fresh take on that. I I really thought that was good. Um, you know, as far as everything goes, you know, this team, uh, you know, he's right. This team is uh, still has a long way to go. But they're still – it comes down to this. They haven't played their best football yet. This is a team that's 7-2 and two that hasn't played their best football yet. And that what, that's what has me encouraged for where this team could possibly go. So instead of worrying about the whole bottom dropping out, which I know I do that too, Tony, but um, let's just go ahead and say, you know, let's take Tennessee, take this one day at a time, and go ahead and uh, – See what they continue to do because I know I've coined the phrase, the term team turmoil, but I, they're thriving on it. And uh, with all these warts, it's still a pretty date. It's still a date that I want to have. This is the girl I want to dance with. And uh, it, it could be ugly sometimes. It could be almost bipolar sometimes. But I'm still lining up to dance with this girl and take this girl all the way to the prom. So uh, what do you think, Tony? As we wrap this up, well, I mean, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, that the offense performs so much better better at home and in prime time, like you mentioned. So you you have a combination of that down the stretch. To me, I don't see how this offense can't perform better and can't put up more points. Doesn't mean you put up thirty eight, forty one, forty five points every week, but I mean, it, we're in the week ten, week eleven. You have to, you have to think that that they're, that they're due for a, a an epic performance, and perhaps more than one because the, the talent is just it's just too evident, and sooner or later they're going to put something together, uh, and, and and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna put something over on on on, on one or two opposing defensive coordinators. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the, to these last seven games. As far as uh. The last caller mentioned about the the, the the defense, you know, being too undisciplined as far as getting in the backfield. That just goes hand in hand with with a young defense. This is just a young defense that that is continuing to improve, and you're going to have situations where you you're, you have a guy stopped in the backfield and he just missed the tackle, and he, and he and he winds up getting three or four yards where he should have been taken down for for a five or six yard loss. You know what? That's a good point there too. Um, and this is this is still a young defense, and they're still performing at a high level. And uh, that that next man up, po- you know, policy that they've had has not really had to be tested too much this year. And now we're going to see it. And uh, there's one thing under Mike Tomlin, the next man up comes in and does pretty well at a lot of points. Um, so, you know, I know I said earlier that uh, it seems to be defensive backs on other teams come in and just shine and ours don't, but uh really like what Cody Sensabaugh did. I liked, uh, I like what Rob Golden can do. You know, this is a team that is deep enough to go very deep, and uh, you're going to need depth, especially this time of year when guys go down. They have not been bit 
by injuries until now, but they didn't get bit to the point where they could have and where they have, like last year, losing Cam Hayward at this point in the season, at the, at the beginning of November. I mean, that was just a blow for the, the rest of the season. So they haven't had a season ender, knock on wood, but, uh, you know, they just have to uh, keep on going, keep doing what they're doing, whether we love it or not. Um, we're still going to hold out for that big game, and that big game is going to happen. We want that offensive burst to know that uh, it's something we can sustain in the playoffs. But you've also seen this team win a game in the playoffs, on the road, with nothing but field goals. And so uh, that's something that this team can do. This team fights, this team claws, and this team responds to drama for some reason. And this is our Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, we're going to go with it. So for Tony DeFeo, I'm Brian Anthony Davis. Really excited that the Steelers got a big win on the Steelers' final score. We are going to see you in four days from now. Football, we had to wait two weeks, and now we get it in another four days. A home game, they're going to be wearing those color rush uniforms, an all-black against the Tennessee Titans. It's going to be a good one, my friends. Two hot teams coming in. I can't wait for Heinz Field on Thursday night. So once again, for Tony, this is Brian. And for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, have a great week. We'll see you on the final score next week, friends. Aloha, I'm Clifford from Yamanoa Safeway. Can't decide what to eat? Whether it's lunch or dinner, you'll find a perfect meal in the Safeway Deli. Handcrafted sandwiches, fresh sushi prepared by our in-house chefs, signature salads, our famous fried chicken and tenders. Add a side like creamy mashed potatoes or mac and cheese, all fresh and ready to go every day. Stop by this week to get a hot deal on rotisserie chicken, only $5.88 each with in-and coupon. This is Clifford from Manoa Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Hello, you're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play, brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories, like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0, Or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.